My name is Derek Henry and you're very welcome to BDO's Budget 2024 podcast. Um, Budget 2024 is set in the backdrop of three issues for the government to deal with. Um, Signs that there's falling corporate tax take and and reducing um, surpluses. Um, The second issue that they have to face is the inflationary environment that uh, we find ourselves in and trying to deal with the cost of living measures while not further fueling that inflation. And the third piece that uh, really needs address in Budget 2024 is around the housing crisis. Um, so with these three issues uh, as the hot topics, we're going to take a deep dive in to see how the ministers address those issues today. Um, I'm joined today by my two colleagues, Angela Fleming, who's Head of tax, uh, head of Financial Services Tax, I should say, and Keena Sullivan, who's a director in our private clients group. Um, so thank you very much for joining me. Um, Kian, over to you first. Uh, the income tax uh, measures are always something that's uh, of interest to people and how it will affect their pockets. So uh, perhaps you bring us through some of the measures that the ministers announce. Yeah, that's usually the first thing people want to know uh, following Budget Day. What's what's it going to mean for them and their back pocket? And um, I think there's been some very welcome um, measures introduced and announced today. Um, and it's split it into personal tax measures and, and, and cost of living measures. So dealing with the personal tax first. <coughs> They've increased the band by 2,000 euro. Um, they have reduced the 4.5% USC rate down to 4%, and they've also tinkered around the edges of the, 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 the rates, the rate bands for, for USC. Uh, they've also increased some of the personal tax credits. So <clears throat> what does this mean? Um, so for someone earning 45,000 euro, um, they will save just over 750 euro this or next year, uh, and that saving caps out at around 900 euro for someone earning over 70,000 euro. So pretty significant savings there. Um, and I think Fine Gael's slogan all around this has been putting money back in people's pockets. And I think that's that's true to form there. Um, people will be very happy with this, but when you do put the inflationary context uh, on it um, and you look at the inflation that's been there the last couple of years, it erodes that benefit really. Um, you know, if you were to map out the tax savings that have been introduced from 2022 to date, that's around five percent when you take in these these budget measures for someone that's on that 45,000 euro figure. Um, inflation in that period has been eight percent last year. We're looking at five percent year this year, so that's that's 13 percent. So uh, you've a bit of way to go in terms of, of of wage inflation to put yourself back in the position you were a couple of years ago. Um, so definitely welcome, uh, but it's not going to completely relieve the, the the cost of living pinch that people are feeling, uh, which probably brings in the, the cost of living measures that have also been introduced. These are one-off measures, um, um, some of which are, are very welcomed. There's the reduced rate of VAT uh, on, on electricity and gas, so uh, that works at around 152 euro saving for 12 months. Um, there's an energy credit that we had last year, uh, slightly less this year, 450 euro. It was 600 euro last year. Um, there's been a range of welcome additional measures for, for those most at needs uh, in the run-up uh, to Christmas and in winter, uh, which is welcomed. There's the rent tax credit. It's been increased from 500 euro to 750 euro. So if we were to take that that example of the person on, on 45,000, their tax saving would jump from uh, 750 to, to around 1,000 euro um, ballpark with, with this year. Um, and then we've also had some, some welcome extension to the temporary relief that was introduced for changes to the BIK measures on, on, on company cars that were introduced this year. So um, all very welcome. Um, 
I think one of the other reliefs was was on on, on mortgage interest, uh, which had been well flagged in advance of this budget. Um, Minister uh, McGrath announced that that is going to take the form of a, of comparing your 2022 and 2023 interest increase and giving you a measure of relief uh, on that increase. So again, that's welcome and, and part of a suite of arrangements or measures that have been introduced targeted at, at, at the housing um, housing crisis, which I think Derek... Yeah, yeah. If I pick up on that point, there's probably some um, targeted measures that are, are, are being extended, I suppose would be the way I'd put it, in relation to addressing that housing crisis. So... Uh, on a welcome side, we're, we're, we've seen the help to buy scheme extended. This was probably ex- expected. It's been extended to 2025, but also it is being extended so that um, if you're a recipient of the local authority affordable purchase scheme, you can also avail of the help to buy heretofore. You couldn't you couldn't avail of both. Um, on the landlord side, they've introduced um, a tax-free rate, I suppose. So again, for your personal tax clients, you, you'll see that the first 3,000 for 2024 is going to be effectively exempt yeah. from tax on, on that rental income. Um, that's going to move to uh, five, four, sorry, it's 3,000 this year, 4,000 in, tw- in 2025, and then moving to 5,000 for 2026 and 2027. It is a temporary measure, and it's also dependent on the property being available for rent in, in that period. Um, in an effort to increase the the supply side, they've um, they've increased the um, vacant house tax. Currently, it's at three percent. Uh, sorry, three times the local property tax rate. They've increased that to five times. And again, that's a measure to try and encourage people to uh, bring vacant properties back into use and particularly uh, residential use. Um, they've also uh, extended the charging period for the residential zoned. Uh, land tax, and that's for to deal with mapping issues that that uh, have, have arisen on the introduction of that. Um, it's it's a little bit disappointing that they haven't done more on the supply side. Uh, we would have liked to see some uh, measures around uh, viability for home builders to try and make it more attractive for home builders to to buy uh, to build houses and, and increase the supply. And we advocated for some tax measures to support that in a targeted way. We also, I suppose, and this might lead into to uh, your side of the house, Angela. We also asked for the the funds industry review that has uh, been ongoing uh, to be accelerated so that we can look at attracting foreign investment into the residential and again with a view to increasing supply so uh, you know there's been some changes or there's been some uh, measures in in the budget in relation to that. Yeah so this was last year in um, Minister Minister Donoghue's speech um, he announced uh, a review of the funds sector and and that's a really wide-ranging review right so you've talked about housing measures so it includes things like looking at the REIT regimes and the IRF regimes um, but it also looks at um, the taxation of uh, investment products and securitization regimes so a really really wide-ranging review Um, you know there was a consultation already on that submissions have gone in I think there was a hope that we might have seen some measures introduced in the budget notwithstanding that the review is ongoing um, but based on the comments made by the minister today um, it looks like he's holding off for that review to be completed uh, in the summer of next year before he makes any decisions around any um, changes to tax law that are introduced so we'll, we'll have to wait um, to see those 
um, maybe just sticking with yeah. financial services. Um, I think one of the big things that we saw today was um, the bank levy. So, I mean, this is um, a levy that was introduced a number of years ago. It's got extended and extended um, each year. Um, I think there was an anticipation probably would get extended um, again um, this year, but um, it, uh, um, the tax take is going to be increased substantially. So this year, um, the tax take is expected to be 87 million. And for next year, they're looking at 200 million um, to come in as bank levy. So that's a that's a very large increase. Um, and remember, we only have a small number of retail banks who actually have to pay this levy. Um, so I expect that we'll see quite a reaction um, from the banks um, to that uh, in the coming days. Um, I think, um, you know, broadly around, you know, international tax, um, which has really dominated the agenda um, for changes in tax law over the last number of years. Um, we're going to get pillar two next week in the finance bill. I mean, we, we knew that we were expecting that. Um, so that's fine. Um, we had expected, though, to... Um, or hoped at least to see uh, a move towards a territoriality regime that had been flagged last year in Minister Donoghue's speech um, that we would see that this year in conjunction with um, Pillar 2 um, but uh, last month we got a roadmap uh, on the introduction of that and it's it's uh, Finance Bill 2024 um, before we'll see that um, but at least we're moving in the right direction um, there on that um, but maybe to, to bring a bit of positivity to businesses uh, from the budget today. Um, the minister did announce an increase in the R&D tax credit um, from 25% up to 30%. So that's a reasonably substantial increase. Um, it's actually linked back to Pillar 2. So um, the idea behind it is that those very large businesses that are in scope of Pillar 2 and are going to be subject to the 15% rate, um, when you factor in this R&D tax credit, they're kind of net uh, impact of the credit will be the same. Um, but it also means the other side of it is that for all of those businesses that aren't in scope of Pillar 2, they will get a, a real substantial increase um, from this 5% uh, uh, increase in the tax credit this year. So that's very, very positive. positive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Keen, I think, Which, yeah. um, you know, other measures for Indigenous businesses that were announced, I think. Yeah, so, so that R&D tax credit for those that it's relevant to will be of, of keen interest to um, increase from 25 to 30%. Um, and you still have your 12.5% CT rate, which would be very attractive. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of announcements and a lot of activity around business measures. How much of an impact or how much of these are, are kind of minority sportish? measures we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see but um there's interest in a number of changes that have been announced but the impact they'll have I, i'm not sure they'll be as, as 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 strong um one was around the cgt entrepreneur relief you know, there's been a lot of talk around enhancing and revamping that and increasing the thresholds and the limits it's one million at the moment there's talk of it going up to 10 million a number of years ago they've announced that they're going to carry out a review along with a number of other reviews they're going to do in 2024 um following a cost benefit analysis that they, they recently carried out so we'll see um if there's any changes uh, down the tracks for, the, for for that regime um Interestingly, they, they, they announced a new CGT relief for angel investors. So previously, a lot of angel or, 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 or serial entrepreneurs have been shut out for CGT entrepreneur relief because they weren't working in the business. Hopefully, this new regime, um, when, when we see, see the wording of it in the finance bill, will, will open the scope for CGT relief for, for angel investors and create 
some uh, activity in that space. Um, we have seen from publication from 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 the the government that <coughs> some of the measures and qualifying conditions appear they might be a bit restrictive and certification processes need from Enterprise Ireland. So hopefully there's not too many barriers to to allowing this relief to do, do what it's designed to do. Um, but we'll see. We'll see when 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 the wording of that relief comes out in the finance bill. Um, EII relief. There's been some changes announced around that to enhance it. Uh, this is probably in response to some uh, changes that are coming down the tracks at an EU level. Um, they're doubling the amount to, to five hundred thousand, which which is uh, which is welcomed. Um, retirement relief. They they've increased the kind of arbitrary sixty six year old. Uh, age at which you have to transfer on your assets before uh, a limit kicks in to 70, um, which is welcomed. It's effective from 1 January 2025, not not 1 January 2024. Um, keep, um, there were some announcements around that. Uh, there were some changes around that announced last year, which are now um, being implemented. Um, this has always had the great potential to, to, to have um, a great impact on retaining and incentivizing um, key talent uh, in Irish indigenous firms, but the conditions were too restrictive, and you know it was thought that it, it wasn't able to do what it was designed to do. Whether these changes can can increase the scope and uptake, um, time will tell. And then, interestingly, um, a review was announced around share-based remuneration. So um, it's often cited that we're, we're lagging behind our, our international peers in, in this space, and for a country that is so heavily reliant on FDI. It is very hard for your SME to compete with the, the packages that are afforded by by the large corporates. Um, so share-based remuneration, tax tax efficient share-based remuneration is, is definitely something that that can help um, ally that that difficulty. Um, an interesting um, uh, thing that was announced by by Minister McGraw was was a simplification or the announcement of a tax subgroup to look at simpl simplifying tax reliefs and and making. Ireland more more open and um, it already has a great reputation as an open economy so that would be welcomed um, and then um, I think on, on, on lastly you know a fund of 250 million was announced by Minister I don't know there wasn't much other detail given around that I think um, that's something SMEs and indigenous companies would be very eager to hear more about. Um, you know, it's well cited the difficulties and, and, and the challenges they're facing at the moment with rising costs, um, energy bills, staff shortages, um, pension auto enrollment coming down the tracks. We now have a, a hike in the minimum wage. They can't pass all these costs on to their, their customers. So uh, they'll be they'll be acutely uh, they'll be keen to, to 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 hear about any measures that can help them through this cost of living crisis and um it would have been nice to hear a little bit more about how exactly that is going to to to, to roll out um there's a uh, there's some VAT changes that, uh, yeah. that 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 might help a little bit on on the business side um Andrew, would you bring us through some of those? Yeah, sure. So um, I think Keen mentioned already uh, on the cost of living side, that extension of the, the reduced VAT rate um, mm -hmm. for gas and electricity. So that would be welcome. Um, on the business side, uh, a couple of changes. So um, the thresholds for VAT registration really haven't changed very much in, in 
uh, in quite some time actually so uh, there's been some modest increases in those so 40,000 threshold for services 80,000 for goods um, e-books and audiobooks was kind of called out as kind of um, you know differing VAT treatment versus its physical counterparts um, so the a zero uh, percent rate of VAT has been introduced for those um, the VAT charity compensation scheme so that's currently sitting at five million and that's being doubled to 10 million so I think that'll be very welcome by the charity sector um, for farmers the flat rate has been reduced from five back down to 4.8 as well uh, again and then um, solar panels for schools so last year we saw a zero percent uh, rate for installation of solar panels for, for households they've extended that now for schools, for schools as well. yeah there's um, a couple of measures actually on on, on the carbon or the, the, the renewable energy side uh, key in in the budget. Yeah, there's a couple of, of tax measures there to, to, to aid the green agenda, I guess. Um, the accelerated capital allowances for energy efficient equipment, that, that's been rolled out and extended. Uh, there's also uh, BIK relief for, for electric vehicles, which was due to expire last year, which has been pushed out a little longer as well, and the tapering relief on that has been has been extended. Um, interestingly, there's a €400 Euro, uh, tax relief announced on micro-generation of electricity, so electricity that you're putting back into the grid, the first 400 euro earned off that is, is, is tax-free, which is which is very welcomed. And then there's a number of other, you know, um, targeted measures around around carbon taxes and um, or around the carbon agenda, um, which which Angela you mentioned there, and the zero percent rate for for solar panels, etc. Um, so very welcomed. Yeah, very welcome. You you both mentioned throughout, throughout the talks uh, a couple of administration um, pieces that are going through. Um, there's there's the, the public awareness campaign. And some of those are, are, are welcome reviews that uh, hopefully will help on the administration side. Yeah, look, we've had an enormous amount of tax changes over the last number of years and a lot of that driven by BEPs and, and EU directives. Um, what... Um, that maybe hasn't allowed in those years is kind of looking at our existing tax code. So you're kind of overlaying these new rules on top of existing rules. So um, uh, today I know um, the minister announced that we're going to look at the interest deductibility rules, which is very welcome, right? Because, you know, we had um, interest limitation rules introduced on top of what was already very complex suite of interest deductibility rules. So there's lots of opportunities like that within the tax code to simplify, modernise and, you know, reduce the burden on businesses and taxpayers um, in keeping up with tax changes. Yeah, yeah. I suppose um, my view on, on the budget overall is that I, I think they've tried to bring as much measure and balance to the budget as possible. Um, as, I, as I said in the introduction, it, it's, it's a difficult budget because they've had a number of things to uh, deal with in, in, a, in a pre-election period. Um for me, a lot of the reliefs and um, uh, items that have been brought in are more extensions and steady state stuff rather than anything really radical in the budget. Um, I think the SMEs might feel a little bit yeah. hard done by in the measures that they they, 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 they can see tangibly. The R&D is positive. Um, I think they would like to see more on the keep. I think they'll be watching carefully to see what comes in in, in Pascal's 250 million um, uh, support package that he's announced, um, but, but we've no details on, so that'll be interesting. For me, one of the real positives of the budget is, is, is around the two funds that they've introduced. So they've introduced the Future Ireland Fund and um, the Infrastructure, Climate and Nature Fund. 
Um, both these are kind of future-proofing the, the, the uh, future economy uh, and, and the physical well-being of the com- country. Um, the, the first one, the Future Ireland Fund, has been, the Minister were very clear to say that it's, it's, it's not a rainy day fund, it's about funding our future expenditure and, and making sure that we've got stability in our fu- future finances. And then the second one, the Infrastructure and Climate Nature Fund, he talked about it being counter-cyclical. So for, for me, that, that's, that's kind of the, the, the one that probably uh, can be used to uh, deal with the ups and downs of the economy. But it, it's an example of, of kind of long-term strategic thinking from, from, from the politicians, um, which in fairness, uh, they don't get a lot of credit for. It's, it get, they can be accused of being quite short-term in their thinking and just looking over the shoulder for the next election. So I, I think that's very positive. Um, and I think, as I said, it's a, it was a difficult budget to try and de- deal with the cost of living measures without further fueling inflation. Um, I suppose I'll, I'll put it to both you guys um, as, as a wrap-up. Is there any opportunities missed in, in, in today's budget? Could the ministers have done more? Yeah, look, I think um, we've spoke already. There's a lot of reviews ongoing. Um, there's definitely some... Um, things, some measures that could be introduced now uh, rather than waiting um, for all these reviews to be to be wrapped up. So, you know, the territoriality regime is, is a good example. Um, interest deductibility rules probably could have looked at a couple of years ago. Um, so, um, so yeah, look, I think there's, there's lots of opportunities to tidy up the tax code, modernise it, make sure Ireland remains competitive and uh, we need to get on and, and introduce some of those. Absolutely. Stuff yeah, yourself. like like um, a lot of welcome measures in there, especially on the personal tax mm. side. You know, we're we're a very open economy. Um, we have very high rates of income tax. It's a very progressive system, but we also need that to be competitive mm. and attract the people from abroad, and even attract people back home that have moved abroad. And that's often a barrier. So any changes around the the income tax code are are, are very welcomed. Um, opportunities missed. There's probably a few there that I would have liked to have seen. Um, uh, come in or even efforts to bring them in it's in, in some shape or form um, the first maybe on the CAT thresholds we haven't changed them since 2019 yeah. there's been quite a bit of inflation since that time and you know could that help unlock some wealth with the first generation and maybe f- free up some 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 capital for for that squeezed metal that that are really feeling the pinch with the cost of living um, the second there was there's a lot of talk around the USE and tinkering the USE and, and, and reforming that there is the three percent surcharge for the self-employed. They pay fifty-five percent on income over uh, over a hundred thousand. Um, there's been no measures to, to to reduce that, which would have been welcomed. And then, lastly, around capital taxes, you know, it's often um, argued whether that's a cost or it's an opportunity to stimulate growth. Um, and if you take the latter approach, um, and there was a reduction in the rate, and I think there would be good good argument there that that would unlock a lot of uh, transactions and, and capital that's tied up and that people are are, are, are sitting on um, waiting for for an opportunity to, um, to 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 sell with a more effective tax rate potentially um, but there there are three things that I think possibly could have could have been introduced uh, addressed in some shape um, I'll take this opportunity to thank you both for your contribution today um, I'd like to thank uh, our listeners um, for for listening and your attention. If, you've, uh, if you want any further information or um, would like to reach out and have any comments for us, we'd, we'd love to hear from you and uh, details of how to do that will, will follow. Um, but for now, thank you very much and I hope you've enjoyed our uh, deep dive into Budget 2024. Thank you.